At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome in, folks, to another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host. We are live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook here in Des Plaines, Illinois, right at the Rivers Casino. And tonight, it is Tuesday. You know how we roll on this program every single Tuesday. We kick things off with Teaser Tuesday, looking at the best teaser options for the upcoming NFL slate. So we'll visit that momentarily. Afterward, how about Danielle Elvari, host of the Los Angeles CityCast? She'll be talking to us about the Chargers. What is the state of the Chargers right now? They're kind of in a lull, still have hopes for the playoffs and the division, but what is their confidence level not only for the upcoming week but for the remainder of the season for the Chargers? Same thing with the Rams, though. I mean, the Rams are a disaster right now. Her thoughts on the Rams, and can they finally get a win Favorable opponent this weekend against the Jags. We'll also talk about the hire at USC with Lincoln Riley and the Lakers matchup tonight. That's going to be all things Los Angeles in 15 minutes with Danielle Elvari, host of the Los Angeles City Cast. Then in a half hour, we're talking NFL, and if we have some time, we'll squeeze in some conference championship college football with Eric Eager. Does great work at PFF. Love having Eric on. Always looks into the analytics and all the insight that they use over at Pro Football Focus. So love giving his perspective on, again, not only the NFL, but college football. So that'll be in a half hour with Eric Eager. Then in 45 minutes, I got some plays tonight on the ice. We got a couple with some NHL. We've done fairly well with our last few picks with the puck. So looking to keep that rolling this evening. And a marquee matchup in the NBA tonight. Phoenix, Golden State. Everybody's hammering the Warriors, but line is trending toward the Suns. I got to play in that game as well. We'll discuss that in 45 minutes and then some college football action that I wanted to share some thoughts on too. But like we said, it is Tuesday, so let's get it kicked off with Teaser Tuesday. What are the best spots this upcoming week in the NFL slate to really just implement a teaser bet? And look, you know, some weeks are better than others, full disclosure, and this week, maybe not one of them. However, that could be in the case for your historically most successful teasers. There could be some out-of-the-box ones that are still viable. We'll get to that in a sec. But what a teaser is, we always like to explain uh, explain it. It's a bet that you know allows you to alter the line six, six and a half, or seven points in your favor. Typical teaser standard is six points, about minus one twenty juice. So, for example, if a team was catching, you know, plus two and a half, tease them up six, and then they're catching plus eight and a half. Historically. The most successful teasers 
our home favorites of just over seven. So if they're minus seven and a half, minus eight, or minus eight and a half, tease them down by six, get you through the key numbers of seven and three. And on the other side, other viable options historically short home and road underdogs catching anywhere from plus one and a half up to plus two and a half. And then you tease them up through the key numbers of three and seven, and you need two legs and they both need to hit. So let's get things kicked off. Let's start with the Giants and the Dolphins. Now, full disclosure, this game is currently three at Bet Rivers, but I know it's been floating at about two and a half in some spots. So if you do get two and a half, well, the Giants catching it would fit the bill for the road dog catching two and a half points. So instead of just taking two in the hook with Daniel Jones and company, you could tease him up six points, and then the Giants would be catching eight and a half instead. So like we always tend to do here on the show, just as a sample size, kind of looking back at it, if the Giants were catching 8.5 in every single game this season, what would their ATS record be? Well, for the Giants, if they were catching 8 in the hook, they would be 7-4 and four ATS this season. However, when they lose, they lose fairly decently because they have an average losing margin of 13. But do you think the Dolphins are a team capable of beating this Giants squad that deeply? I don't know. I mean, the Dolphins are on a nice little roll themselves. This Giants team is so volatile. And, you know, even if I'm teasing them up, I, I don't feel all the confidence in the world doing so. But, of course, that would be historically the correct side. Now, if, in looking at it from the other perspective, I mean, in order for your teaser to lose, I mean, the Dolphins would have to cover 8.5, which also seems like a tall order. And they've just done that in two games this year out of 12. So they did that versus Baltimore when they won 22-10. to and then versus Carolina this past week, 33-10 to are the two wins where Miami has won fairly heavily. They do have an average winning margin of 10.2 as of this point. But, you know, context, you got to kind of look into that a little bit more. So I, I don't think that the best option in this game necessarily is to tease the Giants. I'm not advocating against it and telling you not to. But instead, I would honestly just look to betting Miami straight up, whether it's spread or money line. I think that may be the best route. But, of course, if you want more security, you're not fully in on the Dolphins, then elect to tease up my uh, the Giants, potentially. That could be the top play in this game if you're not in the same line of thinking as me with the Dolphins. Let's take a look at the Raiders and Washington football team now. Again, maybe a spot where I might just look to take the favorite straight up being Las Vegas. But Washington, with another solid win last night, or if you want to call it solid, I know it was kind of a crapshoot, but uh, we fared out pretty well with our prop bets, which was nice to see on primetime. Washington, despite the win, catching two and a half in this spot. Road dog, tease them up six, then they're catching eight and a half. And if we applied plus eight and a half to every single Washington football game this season, they would be seven and four against the spread. They have an average losing margin of 12.7. But what could be good news for people who do want to tease up Washington, Las Vegas, when they win, they don't win dominantly. They only have an average winning margin of seven, and they've only covered eight and a half in three games this season. 26 to 17 at Pittsburgh. 34 to 20, or excuse me, then 33 to 22 was another spot versus Philly where they got that. And otherwise, you haven't seen it from Las Vegas. It's been close games all throughout, or they're just losing. And look, I want to respect Washington in this spot. You know, we leaned toward them last night. I know it was a popular play and it came to fruition. But the Raiders, maybe because of what happened this past week with Las Vegas, maybe after that big win against the Cowboys, albeit a lot of help from the referees, but maybe they get some of their mojo back. This team has dealt with so much adversity, so much outside noise that maybe they finally got over that bigger hump even a little bit more so. And I'm rooting for Washington to win because I still have their win total from before the season at eight, and I would love them to win. But truthfully, I have more confidence in Las Vegas here. Now, again, if you do want to tease it, Las Vegas just an average winning margin of seven this season. I do think the Raiders win this game. Again, I think personally the best route to take, at least in my opinion, I would just do something like Raiders money line here. But that'll be a fun game to see where it closes. A lot of times we like to look at that line movement. Beeson Market Insights podcast host Josh Applebaum, Beeson's betting reporter, talks about the significance of those line movements right before kickoff. I think this one will be a, a really a large tell in how this game's going to go down. So keep an eye in Sin City with the Raiders and the football team. All right, then a game that everybody is already trying to get their bets in on. How about Monday night, Buffalo, New England? This line's been going back and forth from two and a half and three. Right now at Bet Rivers, it's three, but I'm sure we'll see two and a halves again. If not, there's probably some out there right now. 
New England, if they were catching eight and a half, which if we tease them up from plus two and a half to plus eight and a half, if they were catching that in every single game this season, they would be 11 and one against the spread. The one game they wouldn't have covered that was week three versus New Orleans, where they fell 28 to 13. Just a weird, bad game from the Patriots. Otherwise, they've been incredibly solid. They have an average losing margin of six, and they have yet to lose on the road this season. Do you think they could keep it close versus Buffalo? A lot of people are thinking so, just taking the points with New England. But when you consider how Buffalo's done, yeah, they've kind of been a Jekyll and Hyde type of team. But they have, every game they've won, they've covered eight and a half, which they would have to do in order for the teaser on the Patriots to lose. So in covering eight and a half, they've done that in seven out of 11 games. It's really incredible seeing that Buffalo, yeah, they'll have these ugly losses, but when they win, they are really put together and take advantage of their opponents. It's a different beast with New England, no doubt about that. Division foe. I'm not saying they go out there and absolutely tear them apart, but this game I think I'm just going to be a little bit patient with. Wait to see where it gravitates toward on Monday because this is going to get bet on a ton, and we'll kind of see how everything pickles out at that point. But uh, nothing that I like too much here. Maybe a look at the Bills, but we'll see. But teasing up the Patriots, man, the only time they didn't keep it close was against the Saints in Week 3 probably keep it close like they have been doing against a division opponent that has been very volatile in Buffalo. So those are your stamp because, I mean, look at really quick. The, the Bills have an average winning margin of 26 right now. That was the stat I was looking for. But, man, I mean, that doesn't mean it's going to apply here. But when they win, they do it successfully. Uh, I wanted to talk about some other spots. We always like to throw out some exceptions with teasers. No, these aren't the most historically viable options to play, but that doesn't mean they can't hit. And one of them specifically – I got to fade the Bears here. How couldn't I? Cardinals coming off a bye. Presumably going to be healthier. Kyler Murray, I'm assuming he's going to start. Hopkins, maybe, but you're at least getting one of the two guys there. And again, the Cardinals coming off a bye. I know Bears played on Thursday, but man, it took Dan Campbell to coach worse than Matt Nagy, which seemed impossible in order for the Bears to barely win that game. There's no chance they're going to win this game against Arizona. But at the same time, the NFL is crazy, and the Bears could keep it close. So instead of laying eight points, which it's up to now at Bet Rivers, open seven, now up to eight, I would simply just tease the Cardinals down. You don't always want to do that as a road favorite, but I believe there are exceptions, and this for sure is one of them. Teasing down the Cardinals to under three with a six-point teaser, then you get Arizona minus two in the spot, uh, which they've covered in eight out of 11 games. They've got an average winning margin of 15 more so 17 is their average winning margin on the road. Bears have an average losing margin of 14.4 at home. No faith in Chicago. They're still banged up. They still don't rally around Nagy, even though they say otherwise. They got to say that's PR stunt. Bears are going to get trounced in that game. Uh, another one that I would consider playing it with, actually, that we have seen some movement. It's almost getting out of hand, so you might want to jump on it sooner rather than later. How about the Colts and the Texans? Indy coming off that tough loss at Tampa Bay. They opened up as a seven-point favorite against the Texans. Houston, they fell victim to the Jets. Oh, man, brutal loss for the Texans. But the Colts are now up to about minus nine in both spots. So you could tease them down six and a half to save a little bit, seven, whatever you feel comfortable with. But as long as you get them through the key numbers of seven and three, I think Indy should be a good selection here. They got an average winning margin of over 16. And the Texans have an average losing margin of 17. They've only covered two and a half in two games. Obviously, the two they've won. What I would consider is my strongest one. It feels gross, but teasing down the Cardinals and teasing down the Colts would be my top play. Coming up next, all things L.A., Daniel Alvari joining us. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... <laughs> 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. You've got city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Los Angeles, and of course, New York. So subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcast and you get hooked up. Five episodes a week, solid local sports betting content. And joining us now on Rush Hour, host of the Los Angeles City Cast, it is Danielle Elvari. Always a pleasure to send it out to the West Coast to talk all things LA with Danielle. And look, Danielle, we were talking in the break briefly, but man, uh, a busy week for you out there with the Rams still <laughs> struggling, the Chargers getting your hopes up, and then keep going back and forth. But first, I got to ask you about USC. Of course, you're a grad of UCLA, so uh, how are you feeling about the Trojans acquiring Lincoln Riley? What was going through your mind throughout just everything in that news cycle? How am I feeling? Danny did not have to ask this, but I'll answer it anyways. <laughs> Obviously, a great hire, right? He runs a really innovative spread. He's an incredible recruiter. He's better at recruiting Southern California than UCLA and USC are currently, and now he's USC's head coach, so that's going to be a huge problem, right? Lincoln Riley is going to recruit at a top-five level, Across the board, which people are always like, oh, USC always recruits well. What's the big deal? No, no. We're talking like top five now. So this talent discrepancy that UCLA and USC have always kind of had, and that's not to knock on any of the talented players from UCLA. We just know USC always gets those special star, especially skill positions like Drake London, for example. So now that talent differential is going to be just that much wider. That gap is going to be harder to close. Um, and obviously he doesn't run any, you know, vanilla type plays. So as far as UCLA is considered, as a UCLA fan, of course, I'm not excited about that. I think it's going to make this gap even harder. Might have been the, the last time that we see UCLA win in this USC matchup for a while uh, because we know that recruiting is not Chip Kelly's favorite thing. So UCLA's best hope at this point is hire a really bang-up defensive coordinator. Uh, and I'd love to see them get more alumni involved in recruiting as well because it's clear that Chip doesn't want to deal with it. So good on USC, but did you see what they gave him for this contract? It's hilarious. Oh. I mean, it's saying what they bought out both his houses in Oklahoma, right? And then they're buying him a new one in Los Angeles. The private jet killed me. I was like, oh, no, us public schools don't have that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're like, yeah, I could see why he took that deal. I mean, you're like, how could yeah. he leave that program? Then you look at it, you're like, all right, I, I kind of understand it. But look, uh, Danielle, I guess, yeah, you kind of had to celebrate it while you could with your Bruins being successful against the Trojans. But hopefully there's going to be some long turnover for Lincoln Riley. Probably won't happen. But, you know, we'll hope the best for you. Uh, Danielle, let's talk some NFL, too. Oh, my, how about these Rams? I mean, they just cannot find a way to win lately. Favorable this week. We can finally say that. They get the Jacksonville Jaguars at home. They're laying 12 in the hook. How can they find a way to mess this one up? Yeah, well, it's funny, right? Because they've actually failed to cover the spread in their last five games. They were favorites in all of those. And so now they're obviously double-digit favorites. If you're not covering less than double digits, is this a team I want to bet on? Even against the Jaguars, who you know we know are 2-9. and nine. 
Not so much. This is not a team I want to bet on right now. They have some things they have to figure out. It was interesting. I was actually on with Holden, who's the host of our Denver CityCast last Saturday. We talked about the Chargers and Broncos game, but we also talked about the Rams. And he said, how big of a loss do you think it's going to be for Woods to be gone for the Rams? And I thought, oh, I'm not even worried about it. Haven't thought about it. Cooper Cup is there. They just added OBJ. They got Van Jefferson. What's going to be the problem? But we're starting to see that that's actually a bigger issue then maybe I'll just say I realize and that they need to kind of figure out how to get this offense running smoothly again. Matthew Stafford has had that turnover bug, nine interceptions so far this season, five in the last three games. So not somebody I want to bet on while they're still kind of figuring it out. But that said, this is a good spot, I think, for the Rams to get that bounce back, as you mentioned, uh, and kind of get back on track, if you will, but not a team I want to lay 12 and a half with. I don't really want to put a favorite in a six-point teaser, but I'm tempted to possibly put the Rams minus six and a half in a six-point teaser. But under 47 and a half, maybe, for me, that's just early in the week kind of where I'm looking. The Jaguars are averaging 26.1 points per game, and hopefully that Rams defense kind of gets back on track if the offense can do its job. So under 47 and a half, maybe, for me. Yeah, I actually don't mind that angle. I mean, you would assume if the Rams defense could pick up the slack, this would be the game. The Rams offense has been a little bit rusty, so they'll score, but maybe not enough for it to get over the total. So I actually like that angle and might hop on that with you. I mean, look, again, a good matchup for them. Jacks have been a mess. Maybe this is the game they kind of get back uh, into the rhythm they were beforehand. But it's been tough times for the Rams. And also in Los Angeles, how about some tough times for the Chargers? Danielle, I want the Chargers to do so well, and with Brandon Staley in the mix, he kind of thought they would get over those tough losses, and it it started out great. Now it's kind of just been up and down, and, you know, personally, I, I'm rooting for him because I got my Brandon Staley ticket for Coach of the Year, but it, it's just they're still kind of falling victim of the same tendencies that they were last year, and it's not going to get any easier for them on the road against the Bengals this week. Well, so are you saying Staley's been looking a little stale, perhaps? That's how this team's <laughs> I guess been you looking? Can say that. That's right. <laughs> okay. Couldn't help myself. Love my dad humor. But seriously here, I feel bad for your ticket because also he's supposed to be this great defensive mind. And what's going on with this Chargers defense? Still kind of no identity. Or if they have an identity, it's, hey, run the ball through us. We'll allow it. That's kind of how it's been, and that's what's been successful for a lot of teams. They've been able to repeat that since the Eagles did it a couple weeks ago. And so – not a team that I can bet on anymore. I feel bad. I feel like this team was like a roller coaster for me at the start of the season. I didn't think they were for real and they were covering spreads left and right. They came out so hot. As soon as I jumped on the train, it went the other way. So I've been saying that all my Chargers picks, I guess, fade them because I don't think I want to put any money on the Chargers this week. Most of the public money, it looks like, is going to be on the Bengals. Even Bengals minus three getting most of the cash in the tickets, at least on Pro Football Focus. That's what it's saying here. Uh, over 75% for both of those. Bengals are on a two-game win streak. These teams are going in opposite directions right now. Uh, and even the Bengals, really the angle again for me, possibly an under. This is a pretty high total, 50 and a half. And really, what's the Chargers' one way that they're trying to win games right now? They're trying to out-offense teams, and that obviously did not work, especially when you don't have your run game functioning the way that it needs to. It can't just be the Austin Eckler show. And I think they're putting too much pressure on him and also Justin Herbert right now. So... If those things can get kind of shaken out, great, good news. But I do think that possibly under 50 and a half is a good spot here. Uh, the Bengals, since their loss to the Browns, they've only allowed 13 points to the Raiders and 10 to the Steelers. Now, those are not the Chargers necessarily, but I don't think either of those defenses are that much better than what the Chargers are working with. So for me, possibly another under here. But the hits just keep on coming. SC hires Lincoln Riley. Rams sucked this week. Chargers sucked this week. It was tough for me. I was going to say, now we're just adding on because I'm going to ask you about the Lakers, too, who, yeah. who have been terrible against the spread. And they're only laying four against the lowly Sacramento Kings tonight, Danielle. This total's at 227.5. Yeah. Are you touching this one? Are you staying away? Do you want anything to do with the Lakers? How are we feeling about it? Well, what's tough is... LeBron and AD are game time decisions. And it feels like that's whenever you want to bet basketball in general, but especially this Lakers team, you're having to check up until the last minute who's actually going to be playing and how at what percent they're going to be playing. So this has been tough for me, but the Lakers have been a little overvalued to me as of recently. In fact, I've been betting against the Lakers and the Clippers a lot recently uh, and have yet to lose an NBA bet yet. I think I'm 4-0. And that's just because I've been betting against these teams when they have these double digit spreads, for example. Uh, so 
The Lakers as a four-point road favorite, that seems a little bit more in line with probably where they're at, of course, depending on who's actually going to go at game time. Uh, they fall in fourth favorite to win the championship now, which is interesting. But for me, not a game I want to bet on necessarily, not a team I want to bet on right at this moment. But when they get double-digit points, sometimes I'm looking at it like, who made that line? Yeah, oh, Danielle, look, I, you have so much to talk about on the West Coast and the hopes were so high. And you're going through a rough patch. But, look, I'm sure it'll get better. And if not, at least how I deal with it, I just use the CityCast to rant on all my Chicago woes. And, you know, that happens so frequently. I'm used to it. But I feel like out in Los Angeles, you're not as accustomed to it because you have success, if not in one place and another. But always look forward to your podcasts and episodes. Great information all around. And keep up the great work, Danielle. Thanks for joining us as always. Thanks, Danny. You got it. Danielle Alvari, folks, at Danielle Alvari on Twitter. Again, she hosts the Los Angeles CityCast. Five episodes a week. She's talking to other CityCast members when they're squared up against each other. Like she said, she had the conversation with Holden Kushner. He hosted Denver CityCast. But she's got you squared away with everything. I feel bad for her, though. UCLA, they had their hopes up this year. Then USC goes out, gets Lincoln Riley. Man. How about the coaching carousel in college football right now? Brian Kelly then going to LSU, and the way he messaged everybody, said he had the 7 a.m. meeting. Apparently, it was only a two-minute meeting. First of all, they find out from the text message and social media. Then you drag him in at 7 in the morning, and you speak for two minutes. I mean, come on, man. That's pathetic. Look, you can't blame him for leaving. I mean, he kind of hit your ceiling at Notre Dame. It's easier to recruit kids to LSU at this point than it is Notre Dame. And look, I grew up a Notre Dame fan, but you can't hate the move. I mean, you can be salty about it, but look, you get why he did it. It's just how it goes. Uh, we'll look to talk a little bit more college football in the next segment. Eric Eager of PFF will be joining us. But first, before we hit college football, I want to get Eric's thoughts on a couple of games here. I know he has two that have stood out to him more specifically. Thursday night football, Cowboys and Saints. Cowboys dealing with some COVID-19 issues. Saints saying they're going with the new quarterback, Taysom Hill. About time. The money you're paying him and the way Simeon's been performing, why wouldn't you have played him at this point? So we'll see how Eric thinks that impacts the spread in the overall game for Thursday night. That's coming up next. Stay with us. It is Rush Hour here on Visa. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. The VSIN holiday offer is here, and right now when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you will also receive $20 worth of credit to the VSIN store. So get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. But you gotta hurry because it is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift Great information. Check it out. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. VSIN.com slash subscribe. All right. Joining us now here on Rush Hour, it's Eric Eager of PFF. Love his work that he does not only for NFL, but I know he's a big college football fan as well. So, Eric, I appreciate you taking some time. Big week ahead. Let's start in the NFL with a couple of the top games to look forward to starting Thursday night. Dallas and New Orleans, this spread is currently four in favor of the Cowboys, total at about 47 and a half. We know Dallas is riddled with COVID-19. The Saints finally going to be starting Taysom Hill. I mean, you think they ought to do that by now based on how they're paying him. But how do you think this game goes down? It seems like a really tricky one to handicap. Yeah, I think this is one where you needed to get ahead of it at the beginning, right? So you know, it's about five on the look ahead. It got out to six after people saw the Saints play on Thanksgiving. Um, and, you know, I grabbed a little bit of six when, when I heard of the COVID stuff, you know, with the McCarthy, uh, you know, not being able to coach. Um, but the, the one thing that I found interesting, one of my colleagues, Brad Spielberger, brought up was, you know, Hill had four starts last year. Two of them were against the Falcons, whose defense was orchestrated by Dan Quinn. Now, he had been fired, you know, before then, but it was basically the same scheme. You know, Dallas's defense is currently coordinated by Dan Quinn. So there'll be some familiarity with Hill, um, you know. So I think that, the you know, the Saints still probably have some value here. Um, no Amari Cooper in all likelihood in this game as well. And, and you know, a commitment to feeding kind of a, an injured Ezekiel Elliott. I, I think the Saints will probably keep this game closer than they've kept the last 
Yeah, and, and look, this has been the conversation with the Saints team in a lot of the spots, and we have seen that come to fruition. I mean, on Thanksgiving Day, that was a different story, but when the Bills win, they win in impressive fashion. And when you look at this Cowboys team, there might be some concern at this point. I mean, in terms of winning the NFC East, I, I guess I don't really see it at this point, but, you know, this went from a Cowboys team that were legit contenders to now, again, having those questions about them. Are, are you a little concerned with Dallas in terms of how far they can go in the postseason or because of how wide open it is, do you think Dallas still has a lot of life to go to the Super Bowl potentially? Yeah, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty um, open to Dallas still being a good football team. You know, I, I, I think the world of Amari Cooper and, and, and CeeDee Lamb, and they have been without those guys. Uh, for much of the last two games, and those have really been the only two games that they've they've lost. Uh, I guess they had the Denver loss as well, and they were at full strength there. But Denver, you know, just recently beat a pretty good Chargers team. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's not as good as when they came out of the gate and basically covered the spread every single week until they're by. Um, but you know, I, I still think they'll be fine. The NFC, you know, I, do you really? I, I don't really think Dallas is going to be an underdog by that much against the likes of Arizona, Green Bay. Uh, you know, and so forth. So uh, I, I still think they'll, they'll be a competitive team. Now, they're not going to get the one seed. They're going to have to play, you know, in, in the first round of the playoffs. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think this is merely a blip on the radar screen for them. Yeah, I agree with you. I still think at the end of the day, once they get healthy, they have all the tools to make a deep run in this wide open NFC right now. And look, Eric, you mentioned the Broncos. This matchup against the Chiefs, maybe a few weeks ago we'd be seeing a different line. I'm sure we would, but the Chiefs are getting all the love. They're up to a 10-point favorite for Sunday night football. This totals at 47. In a division game, do you think Kansas City warrants being a double-digit home favorite? I don't think so. I make it more like 9.5, which, again, like you know, numbers in the NFL are pretty efficient. I think home field advantage is overrated in the NFL. Home, home teams coming off of a buy are a little bit overrated in the NFL. Um, and, you know, the thing about it is, interestingly, I, I, I kind of like under in this game, too. I, you know, both of these teams, when you look at traditional metrics like yards per play, um, you know, the Broncos are like 20th in the NFL defensively. The Chiefs are 32nd. I think anybody that, that's watched these two teams play, though, um, you know that those are inflated by some, by some interesting games, and especially in the case of the Chiefs, early season games. I think this game is going to be close. I think it's going to be lower scoring. Um, and, and as such, I just really have a hard time laying the number with the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a team, you know, that I'm I'm really going to look to back when they're, you know, two and a half point favorites. I'm going to look to lay that and maybe lay some alternative lines that are plus price. But at, at minus 110, at minus 10, to me, I think that's too, uh, too much of a bridge to cross for, for a Chiefs team that offensively has really only looked good one out of the last like four or five games. All right, let's keep it with an AFC West team before we move on to college football. The Raiders coming off that win against the aforementioned Cowboys. And Las Vegas laying two and a half. Despite Washington winning last night, the line didn't alter too much. This totals at 49 and a half. I kind of have a weird feeling that the Raiders are a little bit, and I know it's just a one-game sample size, but that win I feel like was huge and that they might be kind of like the Raiders we saw beside or before you know the whole Henry Ruggs incident when they were kind of getting on a roll. And I want Washington to win. I got their season win ticket um, at about, or season win total ticket at eight wins. So I want them to win. I just don't know if I could trust them in the spot. What say you? Yeah, I'm on under eight and a half. So I'm kind of exactly opposite of you. Um, I'm here. <laughs> but like to me, uh, like I, I think this was one where you looked at their schedule um, and, and you, had, you had something of an issue with, um, you know, rest here where they're coming off of Monday Night Football. Um, they, they have to travel across the country. And to me, I think the Raiders probably are the side here. Uh, you know, the Raiders, you know, I have them at over six and a half wins. I'd really like that seventh win to come out of the way, given how they finished the last few years. Um, but, you know, this is a tricky one because I do think Washington does have some fundamentals of a good team. They have good wide receivers. They have good skill position guys. And, and Taylor Heineke's playing really well. I just don't know how sustainable it is for them. You know, they, 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 they've caught some teams on some bad games. I think you know, they caught Tampa on a bad game uh, as well as, as, as catching, you know, the Seattle Seahawks in complete disarray last night. So we'll see. That'll be an interesting one uh, for a lot of season win total bets. I know that. All right, Eric, a few minutes remaining. Got to talk some college football with you in the game that everybody's eyes will be turned to is Georgia and Alabama. Seldom. 
so rare do we see Alabama catching points. And look, this line got up to seven briefly at Bet Rivers. Dipped back down to six and a half in favor of Georgia. This total's at 50 and a half. If it gets back up to seven, do you almost feel obligated to take it with Nick Saban catching a full touchdown? Or is Georgia just that dominant to you? Well, I, I think that that's what the, the whole narrative is, right? If it gets to seven, you're almost obligated to take them. Um, you know, the, there's an interesting aspect of this game because I, I would have made it more around three. That was where the number was before the Iron Bowl. People watched that game and immediately added three points to the spread. Um, I, I think, you know, short of a quarterback change, that's way too big uh, of, a, of an adjustment there. And, you know, when you think about motivation, you know, Alabama's games have not been impressive this year. You know, one score wins against teams like LSU, one score wins to teams like, you know, uh, Auburn, you know, a loss, obviously, to Texas A&M. And Georgia, of course, is blowing everybody out. So I can understand why people look at this and say, boy, this is going to be a mismatch. But at some level, you know, Alabama doesn't really have anything to prove to anybody in the regular season, right? And I, and I think that there's a, a point of motivation where it's like, once they lost to Texas A&M, you know, really they just had one more game to win the rest of the year, and that was against Georgia. If they couldn't win that game against Georgia, then nothing else really matters. They're probably not going to make the college football playoff. And so I think you're going to get a very motivated Crimson Tide here. On the other side, you know, Georgia, I can see one side of it where it's let's eliminate Alabama now and not have to worry about them uh, once we get to the college football playoff. But on the other side, there might be the issue of they're probably in the college football playoff no matter what happens in this game. And so could you see a differential there? I, I think you probably do. And, and as such, I think this game sticks within a field goal. And I think you're, you're probably right on to take the Alabama Crimson Tide in this one. Yeah, that angle's interesting. I mean, knowing Georgia is probably for sure, without a doubt, going to be in there regardless. How motivated are they to go out there and just keep pushing the pedal down? And I guess, and we got about 30 seconds left, Eric, but a, an interesting situational spot here, too, with Michigan and Iowa, because Michigan, you know, they poured everything into that game against Ohio State. Iowa tripping into this conference championship game somehow. I know you're happy about it with your ticket on them, but is 11 points too much here, or, you know, is Michigan going to just dominate again? Yeah, I, I think it's tough because I don't know how Iowa can compete with a team with a functional offense. But your point about, you know, Michigan emptying out the tank against Ohio State's ballot as well. I, I can't lay the points with Michigan. I, if anything, I'd take the points with Iowa. But that's also because I have a lot of Michigan to win the Big Ten tickets, which are, you know, pretty good, at, you know, if you got them preseason. So that, that's my angle there. Not a huge opinion on that game, though. Oh, baby. Eric, you are killing these futures in college football. Well, I hope you continue to have success in them. So uh, we'll be rooting for a Michigan win with you. I know, you know, you and I both kind of Nebraska guys. We'd probably like to see Iowa lose regardless. So, uh, Eric, we'll let you get back to it tonight. But thank you for making some time and best luck with all those wagers, my friend. Danny, thanks for having me on. Take care. You got it. Eric Eager, folks, at PFF underscore Eric, co-host of the PFF Forecast. Like I said, fantastic information, not only college football, but mainly NFL. Good, intricate insight all around. Coming up next, as we round out a Tuesday edition of Rush Hour, we are looking at Dandy's Dimes, couple in the NHL, one in NBA, and then we'll talk some college football. Stick around. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the exactly. olympics he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that like that see that Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Bet River Sportsbook takes football same game parlays to a whole other level. Now you can combine same game parlays from different games to give you even more ways to make your perfect combo. In addition to that, Bet Rivers has added more and more same game parlay props for college football matchups just in time for the biggest games of the season. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to explore all the new ways you can create your ideal combo. Must be 21 gambling problem, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, call 1 800 Gambler, Indiana 1 800 9 with it, Colorado 1 800 522 4700, Michigan 1 800 270 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. Iowa call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Play Bowl in New Jersey is Play Sugar House. Void where prohibited. Welcome back to it. It is Rush Hour right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Thank you for joining us on this Tuesday night as we are live out of the Bet River Sportsbook in Des Plaines, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. It's time to get into it before we send you all off. Let's get right to it with Danny's Dimes, my best bets for the evening, not only in the NBA with a big game to look forward to with the Suns and the Warriors, but how about a couple plays on the ice tonight? Let's bet some puck with some hockey, starting with the Sharks and the Devils. New Jersey Devils open minus 125. Now they're getting some love, though, up to minus 148 at Bet Rivers. This total at about 5.5 really hasn't moved too much. It's slightly shaded to the over. But I'm looking to bet the Devils here. Got them at about minus 140, I believe, is the number I snagged. Would still play them at minus 148. You look at the Devils, and they're a team coming off a 5-2 win versus the Flyers on Sunday. Conversely, the Sharks are coming off a win at Chicago on Sunday, 2-0. But that was a game where they got outshot by Chicago and really just had to play scrappy at the end and really dug themselves deep and then found a way to get the job done against a very up-and-down Chicago team. But look, the Devils have been fairly solid this season and maybe getting some momentum with the news of Jack Hughes signing a big extension with the Devils. And, you know, a team that's not terrible at home. They're 6-3-2. and uh, The Sharks 6-5-0 and on the road. They're also a little bit banged up is San Jose here. But I think it's a more favorable spot for the Devils. And you look at the goalie situation, and it looks like Mac Blackwood is going to be in net. The last I checked, he was probable for the Devils. He's 4-1-2 this season with a 2.72 goals against average and a save percentage of 92, along with one shutout this year. Now, James Reamer on the other side, he's 7-4-1, 2.12 goals against average, 93% save percentage been doing very well but I just think it's a more favorable situational spot for the Devils so give me New Jersey on the money line tonight against the Sharks that's the first play we have in the NHL the next is a game that at first you know I was I was kind of keying in on and then I was like ah do I really want to bet against the Lightning here and then with the news of who's starting between the pipes I ended up betting on the St. Louis Blues tonight against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So no Vasilevsky. These teams will face off again on Thursday. Presumably Vasilevsky will be tending the net then. But tonight, Tampa Bay is throwing out the backup old veteran Brian Elliott, who's 2-1-0 and 
3.30 goals against average and an 88% save percentage. Jordan Bennington, the starter for St. Louis, will be tending between the pipes. He's 7-5-3, 2 2.80 goals against average and a 91% save percentage. He's got one shutout this season. Uh, this is, you know, if you listen to the Market Insights podcast, Josh Applebaum, great work all around talking about the market movements and and really just has all these system plays. And in hockey, he's been following one pretty religiously, and it's been a viable follow. And this fits the bill for that. So it's a home team coming off a win versus a road team coming off a loss. St. Louis coming off a win at home versus the Blue Jackets on Saturday, six to three. Couple days of rest in there. Conversely, the Lightning. They played on Sunday, and they're coming off a loss at Minnesota 4-2. So this has been a very good system to follow, and especially with the fact that Vasilevsky is out of this game. You saw this thing open pick him. Now St. Louis is upwards to minus 132. I played a minus 129. Of course, we still played at minus 132. So let's go Blues taking St. Louis on the money line tonight against the Lightning. So we're rooting for the Blues, and also we are rooting for the New Jersey Devils in terms of our hockey plays. But let's switch it up. Let's go away from the ice. Let's go to the hardwood and talk about the top game tonight in the NBA that everybody wants to get involved in, and that's going to be the Warriors on the road against the Suns. Both of these teams have been incredibly hot. How about the Warriors? I mean, they're 14-1 straight up in ATS over their last 15 games and have a net rating of plus 16.4, but even better than that, the Suns, they're on a 16-game winning streak. They've only covered 10 out of them only. I mean, it's solid, but, you know, they're not 14-1 ATS. But look, here's the thing. Everybody sees Golden State as a dog in the spot, and they go, why is that the case? Steph's on fire. I got to hammer Steph. And as, we, as we're getting the, the money report from Bat Rivers, I mean, the Suns are only getting 44% of the money on the money line, along with 33% of the bets spread for the Suns, only 14% of the money and 25% of the bets. But you know what? This line has moved up from two. Two and a half, up to now three in favor of Phoenix. Everybody and their grandmother wants to take the points with the Warriors, but despite the lack of betting attention on Phoenix, that sharp play has moved it up to now the Suns minus three and minus 143 on the money line. I would lean Phoenix here. I think they have a little bit of advantage here all around, but I'm not going to play that side. I would maybe take a little piece, but where I'm looking to have my betting attention diverted to is with the total. I'm going to bet this thing over. Now, the total's at 221.5. I bet at 221. So, yeah, I'd still bet it over 221.5. But the reason I'm betting this thing over, and if you're not following JVT at me, JVT on Twitter, or catch him on VSIN, VSIN.com slash subscribe, always doing a daily NBA write-up. And in his article previewing this game, some stats he threw out that are very important to note. You know, the Warriors lead the league in rim shooting, 70%. And they face a defense that allowed opponents to shoot 63.5% inside those four feet, which is calculating the percentage of rim shots. So Golden State, also a team that really likes to get out in transition, as JVT mentions, uh, starting 17% of their possessions with a transition play. And Phoenix ranks 28th in fast break defensive efficiency, 129.6. Yikes. But even more so, kind of a kind of just padding on to that even more to kind of giving you that, I don't know, confidence to bet this thing over, is the fact that both teams rank top five in pace and offensive efficiency. Now, you would think, well, everybody's going to want to bet the over. It's two top teams. But both of these squads have actually been really solid defensively as well. But you are missing Andre Iguodala in this game for the Warriors, who has been a solid defender when he's logged whatever considerable minutes he can get in there. And also, uh, I believe you're missing Lee in this game. So uh, you're missing a couple guys that could bode well more so for Phoenix, even though if you think it's not going to be that big of an impact. But I think this is going to be a higher-scoring game with where each opponent's weakness is the opposite with the strength. So, you know, it kind of crosses each other out favorably for each offense. And that's why I think we could see a higher-scoring game tonight with Golden State and Phoenix. So I bet this thing over 221. Small lean to the Warriors on the money line, minus 143, but the top play for me would be betting this thing over the total of 221. Now, really quick, I did just want to throw a prop bet out there. If you do want to get involved with the props, it seems like the easy one to take, but I, I think Devin Booker over 23.5 points could be a viable spot. He's averaging 24 per game. He's gone over this in 10 out of 20 games this season, but even more importantly, the last three games, he's gotten 30, 32, and 35 respectively. And it could be a beneficial spot for him going against the Warriors team that defensively, yes, they're sound. They're solid. But where they slack is in their mid-range. 
They rank 26 in frequency of mid-range attempts and allowing opponents to shoot 41%, 41.3 to be exact, which is 16th in the NBA. Devin Booker shooting 54% of his shots from mid-range. That ranks in the 100th percentile. He's connecting on 46% of them, 75th percentile. Again, Iguodala is probably going to be out of this game most likely, so who's going to be matched up on Booker? Probably Andrew Wiggins, but he's plus 5.1 in defensive points allowed per 100 possessions. Not anything too dramatic, but enough to make it make me at least think that Devin Booker could have another kind of signature Booker performance against a top team. So if you want to go outside the box a little bit, consider Devin Booker over 23 and a half points. But overall, I'm just betting this thing over the total of 221 would still bet over 221 and a half. And then tagging along with that for my official plays, we are going with the Devils on the money line tonight. And then our other NHL play, we are rolling with uh, who are we We're rolling with the Blues tonight against the Lightning. Sorry, I've been caught up in all these other plays. But St. Louis tonight against the Tampa Bay Lightning. No Vasilevsky. Thinking that bodes well for the home squad, St. Louis. I did want to talk about one college football play really quick that I might end up jumping in on. Pitt and Wake Forest. We haven't really dissected this game yet. I think you should divert your attention to Pitt in this game. Some spots are laying two and a half, but consensus seems to be about three, even getting up to three and a half now, as you see. But I think Pitt could be the right move here. I mean, both of these offenses are averaging 43 points per game, but the defensive advantage lies with Pitt. The quarterback advantage lies with Kenny Pickett and the ground game. Wake Forest allowing over 209 rushing yards per game this season. Wake Forest, I think, is going to struggle toward the end of this game against Pittsburgh. I would look to put my bet on the Panthers in this game. That's what we got for college football. I'm sure I'll be adding official plays later this week. But thank you again for tuning in to another edition of Rush Hour. Best of luck with all your plays. Until tomorrow, take care and enjoy the slate. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.